The following podcast may contain inappropriate language, sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Gonzo.moe no-name anime show super late podcast. (laughs) My bad. And I don't even have a good excuse. I have not had a job for a week. I've just been distracted by other tangentially related to anime and manga projects. I'm JP, your irresponsible host. I'm joined by Kyle and Noel. What is up, Kyle? How dare you be an adult? I just want to say I'm personally offended. I'll be writing in anonymously to your podcast. I will have you know I've done so many adult things. I soaked multiple faucets in CLR. I recocked a sink. I scrubbed grout. I fixed another sink. I've done so many things. I learned how to build a shelf. Uh, but I also uh, organized a podcast with you and Noel. Speaking of which, how are you doing, Noel? Hey, how's it going? And speaking of cock, I'm recording this podcast with no pants on. Oh my god! Like my hero, Vic Mignana. I forgot that. How's happened. it going, gang? The, the yeah, the ghost of Resin Vic Mignana's penis. <laughs> Oh my god! I completely forgot about Vic Mignogna's dick. I'm sorry. I think. Uh, well, yeah. this is an anime podcast. We do this in theory every other week, but because I took so long to do this, you're gonna get, I guess, two podcasts around the same time because we're doing the news broom on Sunday. And uh, right now, I don't know what day it is. It's Friday, I think. It is, yeah. So uh, you can find more of these podcasts at gonza.moe. We're on most of your favorite podcatchers, probably. Podcast directories, I should say. I think I make that mistake every week. Uh, Mm. We had a weird mistake with the last podcast that seems to have sorted itself out. The podcast showed up on the website, but it did not show up on the podcast directories. Oh. And... uh, I don't know why, because everything on the back end looked fine, and then I emailed my uh, server host person, and they said, everything looks good on our end, and then it just worked, and I've had that happen before, where people just lie and say it's working while they fix it. <laughs> like I, I'm I, like, nah, bro, it totally works. I, I had that and happen like, with a white. Pay- paycheck once i was like i didn't get paid and they're like it looks like you got paid on our end and then i go and check my bank account i mysteriously got paid in the last five minutes it's like nah bro everything looks fine as you hear like typing in the background (laughs) yeah uh but I, i believe that got sorted out hopefully that doesn't happen again uh so because i've been so distracted by cleaning and building things i did not really watch anything that we haven't already talked about at length uh, because the only things that i've been keeping up with is bleach and chainsaw man which i you know maybe when those wrap up in the next couple weeks we could revisit them 
uh, but I don't have a whole lot to say that we haven't already said. Uh, I did watch some Spy Family, but again, we've talked about that on the podcast. I think I will talk a little bit about quintessential quintuplets at the end of this podcast, and I know that me and Noel promised to talk about Dandadan, so depending on time, we may be able to get to that. That could be the ongoing joke, is next week we'll talk about Dandadan. Uh, but instead, this week... We'll keep saying that until Dandadan, like... Gets canceled. Finishes, yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say finish, because it, it seems to be fairly popular. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I don't know how much I'll buy of it, but I enjoyed the first volume, what I've read of it. I think I still have to read the last chapter, but... Ah. Uh, so... This week, we are going to talk about uh, Devilman Lady. Noel got that for your anime Secret Santa, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is going to talk about Place Promise in our early days, and I'm going to talk about building shelves. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we did have a Twitter question, even though it has nothing to do with anime. I realized after he sent this to me, uh, that Tony sent this question to the please send us questions for our anime podcast thread. Uh, so there's this is kind of the sad part of getting older. Uh, I'm at the point now where all of the bands that I listened to in high school and college are now having their like 20th anniversary of our big album tour or like 10th anniversary of their big album tour. I've seen so many of these recently. I saw Algernon uh, Cadwallader. They did their 10-year 10, 10 anniversary reunion. Uh, I just saw the early November do like a 20-year anniversary. And I'm at the point now where the bands I liked are also playing in bowling alleys. So that's great. Uh, but the most recent one uh, that has been selling tickets is Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service. Uh, they are having a transatlanticism slash give up tour. And uh, it was really hard to get tickets. And so Tony said, did you try to get tickets for the transatlanticism give up 20th anniversary tour? It was a dang bloodbath. Uh, so transatlanticism, <laughs> I want to say, is like the third or fourth Death Cab album. And uh, give up was the believe only postal service album i think they put out a couple other singles but i think that was their only record it was just like a side project of ben gibbard hmm. i didn't realize how popular death cab had gotten because they're like i don't know last maybe 10 years of output has not been great so hmm. i haven't been how do you say enjoying it uh well i feel like uh i feel like the mid-2000s was like their big mainstream push that was when they were like showing up on the radio and like uh mtv for at least a minute yeah plans plans was excellent from start to finish i remember tony and me debating about this once i like i just typed like plans was a perfect album he's like i don't know dude transatlanticism's really good like they're both good uh <laughs> and then they followed that up with narrow stairs which I liked but didn't love. Like, there's a few duds on there. But then everything after that I haven't liked. <laughs> anyway, so they are doing this anniversary tour, and it's weird because they're selling the tickets a year in advance. Like, this show is not until next September. And I, you know, signed up for the pre-sale thing, and I went on there, and it's at Madison Square Garden, so there's tons and tons of seats there. 
and the website doesn't work. Uh, seats are popping in and out, and Ticketmaster has this obnoxious thing that my understanding of it was supply and demand pricing. They called it platinum tickets, and the description was like, these tickets go up and down in price based on demand. Like, that sounds like it should be illegal. Yeah. And so, like, floor tickets, like just general admission, which I assume are standing, would go up and down between $100 and $325 based on when you clicked on it. Like, okay, well, I'm not paying that. Uh, And so I tried to get seats, and, like, they're not great. Uh, The seats would jump around between... Sixty-five and like a hundred and fifty dollars. I think I got. I want to say I got the sixty-five dollar tickets, which is still uh, a lot of money to pay uh, for a shitty seat. <laughs> Plus, with all the you know Ticketmaster fees, uh, but you know I spent maybe a half hour trying to get these. Every time it said a ticket was available, when you try to buy it, it would say that it was already purchased, and this went on to the point where I just gave up. Uh, gave up trying to go to give up. And I got a text later that day that was like, we did such a great job selling our tickets that we added another date. And I was able to get seats to that show, but was not a fun time. And I almost just decided not to go to the show or to like wait until they were scalping. Cause at least then I could guarantee get a ticket, even if it was, you know, paying too much. Uh, I am to understand this also happened with Taylor Swift. Like, didn't they, they like broke the website or something to the point that the <laughs> government started to investigate. Uh, but not a good time. But, you know, it's, I guess if you're a fan of early 2000s emo, it is a great time to see shows. Uh, tonight, I'm going to see two reunion shows in one, or not reunion, anniversary shows in one. Cursive is going to play all of Domestica, and Thursday is going to play all of Full Collapse, which is pretty cool. And then tomorrow, uh, Modest Mouse is playing all of Lonesome Crowded West. Hmm. So it's a, it's going to be a good weekend. But that has nothing to do with anime. But you know, one of our I don't know twenty listeners wanted to hear us talk about that. So I don't know. One of my favorite uh, anime music videos is uh, Kino's Journey to a Death Cab for Cutie song. Nice. Well, and it, yeah. I feel like there's an interview where the singer of Modest Mouse talks about how much he likes Sailor Moon. So it's all related. There we go. Yeah. You know, it all comes around. So uh, you watched some Devilman Ladies. <laughs> yes, I watched Devilman Lady. Uh, so for Anime Secret Santa this year, uh, one of my choices was Devilman Lady, uh, which was brought over here by ADV back in, I want to say 2003 as the devil lady. Yes. Which I, I, I want to point out that that title sucks. So I will be calling it devil man lady. Anyway, uh, are either of you familiar with devil man lady or devil man? Yeah. I, mean, I love a go guy, uh, cursed lady who, you know, is all about tearing up the night and all the good stuff. Right, I yeah, have so, uh, not. I, I I have not seen or read Devil Man Lady, but I've read the original Devil Man, and I saw okay. the what was it, eighties or nineties Devil Man OVA, but I've not seen hmm. Crybaby. Oh, okay, oh, that's interesting. I feel like I got this recommendation because uh, whoever looked through my my like anime list saw that two of my favorites were like 
going to guy adaptations because uh i have listed as my favorites devil man cry baby as well as uh shin mazinger nice yeah which i which i consider that i feel like those two are like very much if you're gonna adapt some going to guy work uh they they really got the mark is on, shin, on is shin mazinger is that the one that imagawa did that yes. was released as infinite over here or infinity okay Okay, no, those are two different things. So, uh, Mazinger Infinity was a movie that they released uh, around the same time as Crybaby for, like, going to Guy's 50th anniversary. Oh, what did... Yeah. Because Discotech put out the show, but I feel like they called it something yeah. else. Yeah, n- n- no, they called it, uh, like, Mazinger Z The Impact. Oh, that's, that's I think that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Mazinger Z Infinity was uh, something different. Oh, you're right. Yep, the impact. Mm. But yeah, odd. So with those two, like I said, those I feel are like very spot on as far as Gona Guy adaptations. They get the spirit of what Gona Guy work usually is. With Devilman Cry, with Devilman Lady, I feel like it is less that. So. I want to start off because I noticed this. So this Devilman Lady anime, it was directed by a guy named uh, Toshiki Hirano. And for a second, I was like, I feel like I know that name. And when I looked through his work, I noticed he's directed like all the recent Baki stuff. Yeah. Also Apocalypse Zero. That that as well. (laughs) So yeah, so I have to say I'm I'm shocked by how sort of tame this anime is, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah, I feel like for a Gona guy adapted work, it's it's very tame. It's not nearly as horny. It seems like what it wants to be is it wants to be more straight horror than anything else. Uh, and not have you read any like of the a, manga? I have read the Devilman Lady uh, manga, and that's also like very different from this anime. Uh, most notably, like with uh, its titular character uh, June Fudo. So, uh, basically, Devilman Lady is a it's an alternate universe take on the original Devilman, where instead of having uh, June Akira, we have ah, instead of having Akira Fudo, we have June Fudo, and instead of having uh, Rio Asuka, we have Ron Asuka, who uh, who introduces uh, the titular character to the world of like devils and tells them, You're not a human, June Fudo, you're actually a devil man. Ooh. and yeah, so with the June in this anime, she is a fashion model. Nice. Yeah, and she's very much depicted as sort of this, uh, just like this wilting, like wallflower, sort of like always looking over her shoulder, like, oh, they're all watching me. What are they watching me for? Which seems very different from the june fudo we see in that original manga because the june over there is uh 
Well, first off, she's a PE teacher. Okay. Yeah. And a uh and an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> and she's she's shown as being like a bit more like boast boisterous and like uh headstrong and loud. So the the two characters share a name and an origin, but they seem so far from one another. Uh but yeah, like the the story is still roughly the same. It's one day June is uh is approached by Ron Asuka, who tells her that like ah in the in the seedy underbelly of the city there are humans who turn into monsters known as devil beasts. And you're one of them, June. You have the beast gene, which uh allows people to turn into monsters. And uh June is special in that not only can she turn into a monster, she can turn into like a a big like skyscraper sized monster on top of that if you remember uh dante mao i was gonna say that sounds like demon lord dante yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah like not only does she have like her devil man transformation she can also transform once again into like this yeah demon lord dante sort of form oh god you want to talk about an anime demon lord dante is something to behold (laughs) Yeah, Demon Lord Dante is a masterpiece to behold. I I love that show. (laughs) I still need to finish it. I'm halfway through because I wanted to do an episode per episode review because it was so (laughs) fucking crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, you want to talk about how, like, the the horse, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are, like, skulking out the Japanese subway system. (laughs) I just remember annihilate them with the iron hammer, iron hammer of justice. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but nah, it's it's all great. And uh, so, so this show is, I will say this, uh, as well as not really having the same spirit of like uh, going a guy in here, because I will say like the show is. I feel like it takes itself very seriously. And that's, I feel like that's not usually how things go in like a Gona guy manga or a Gona guy anime. Cause you will have your moments and devil man have this where like, they really talk about the, they'll have something to say about humanity as a whole or like, uh, forms of justice or like what's truly what's truly at the heart of humanity but at the same time hey every once in a while we'll get some dick jokes and that is not prevalent in this version of devil man lady like uh like i will say this in the original devil man lady manga there's a there's a point where uh, Jun and Asuka are hanging out by the pool and they're talking about how like uh, there's this what's there's this uh, devil beast that's going around killing people at the at the local community pool and Asuka will be like oh man we found like seven dead bodies in the pool last week and then she giggles about it and Jun's just like don't don't laugh about that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but I feel like that's not as prevalent in this anime. 
I wonder if that's because Chiaki Kanaka wrote it. Hmm, that possibly. I I didn't know that yeah. off the top of my head. I'm reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> but that guy's nuts and uh, you know, writes really weird cerebral nonsense. And sometimes I like it, and sometimes he makes cancel culture a literal enemy. <laughs> I I could see that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and he was also uh pretty did. involved in Bubblegum Crisis 2040. I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know he did yeah. Lane and he did Digimon and then he did that Digimon stage play where he made Cancel Culture a, like the final boss. Mm. Yeah, I get I could see that cuz uh on top of on top of being like a little bit dry, it's also like very episodic. Like this is very monster of the week. Like, uh, we have a whole lot of episodes that are just like, uh, June's just, you know, trying to be a, be a regular lady. But then Oscar pulls up and she's like, get in the car loser. We're going demon hunting. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if be this is, just because, like, Devil Man, the original manga, is, like, two volumes long. Right. And it, it's just not, like, a story that needs to be 26 episodes. I, I see that the Devil Man Lady manga was quite a bit longer. Oh, yeah. Like, Devil Man Lady, I think, is, like, roughly 20 volumes. I wonder if it's more based on the Devil Man TV show. Because that was very long. So, so with Devil Man Lady, what they do is... uh. It also has it's fairly like episodic plot, but then it starts to morph into this thing where it's like it's very much aware it starts to like bleed into like the original Devil Man. Cause uh it it basically becomes a sequel to the original Devil Man where it goes like, well, actually after the end of Devil Man, like the world resets and this is like an alternate universe that came about from like uh Akira Fudo having his final battle against Lucifer. And then she resurrects his violence Jane. <laughs> not so much. Violence Jill, <laughs> sorry, that would have been the better yeah, joke. Not, like, yeah, in the manga there's uh, specifically an arc where uh, June goes to hell and she meets the original devil man oh, nice. and he's all like, yeah, Hey, what's going on? So I was fighting Lucifer and then I died and then I woke up and I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm in this world where like my life just became a manga. Like there's a, there's a scene of him floating around as a ghost in a bookstore. And he's like, devil man, that's me on the cover. Whoa. I just imagine like Odu Nobunaga as a ghost in <laughs> Kinokuniya. This is some bullshit. Yeah. He goes to a GameStop and he sees Sengoku Basura. <laughs> he's like, I didn't drink that much wine out of skulls. This is slander. Look, I did it one time and it was kind of gross. Right. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's also uh other devil men that show up in the anime uh, specifically just cause like, it's not just uh, Asuka who's out here, like hunting devil beasts. There's a whole organization called the human Alliance. <laughs> 
Uh, one of the devil men is this guy named Jason Bates, who Jason Bateman. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that the name of the guy from American Psycho? Oh, I think that's the guy from Arrested Development. I think American <laughs> Psycho is Patrick Bateman. Uh, let me okay. look up American Psycho. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I Patrick Bateman is American Psycho. Okay. Norman Bates is Psycho. Oh, Norman Bates. Okay. But then Jason Bateman is definitely an actor. <laughs> yeah, he is Arrested Development. Okay. So, yeah, like this character is named Jason Bates and he's an American uh, researcher who also happens to be a devil man. And his whole thing is like, hey, June, you know, being a devil man's awesome. You get to turn into like a, a big sexy monster and kill demons. What more could you want? You know, there's always money in the banana stand. Exactly. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah. And, uh, there, I will say this for how like, uh, unhorny the show seems to be considering it, it's, it does a whole lot of like, oh man, you're not showing your true nature, June. Ugh, why don't you let your, your ambition, your, your primal instincts take over, which usually when like, that's the undercurrent of a show and the the main character is female. There's a lot of like, uh, like, woo, like the sexual undertones to that, which is not that prevalent in this, uh, version of devil man lady. Wasn't that, but that was a part of the original devil man. Wasn't it? At least I, I read recently that maybe it was not said aloud, but that like the devil boys were actually lovers or it was supposed to be implied. Oh yeah, and yeah, that maybe that's... it was about like, oh no, like internalized was, was like... homophobia or something. Oh no, that was super implied. Like the there's very much like what was going on with Lucifer in the original uh, Devil Man manga was that like he loved Akira so much that's why he got him possessed by a devil because he didn't want him to get murdered when all the devils resurrected. Didn't he also make the devils get resurrected? Like they went to that rave and just started cutting throats. Well, yeah, like the devils were on their way. That's why he's like, I got to make sure Akira gets possessed by a strong devil so that he does not get murdered because I love that boy with my heart and soul. I got to rewatch that, reread it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic manga. It's one of my favorites, but yeah, I will say for how, little there is in there there are at least two episodes that are about like devil beasts that become devil beasts because of how much they love june like there are at least two ladies who are like i love june and i want to kiss her on the mouth and oh no i'm a demon monster now uh there's there's one in particular about like her old childhood friend who like made a pass at her and she did not reciprocate. And it ended with her like pushing that girl into like a, a, a like gym bench and messing up her hips so that she couldn't become an Olympic swimmer. Oh my God. Yeah. And then she became a, a shark demon. Yeah. That, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then, that's but, what happens. Yep. And then there was a, another immediately after 
there's another story that's like, oh man, this other model is just infatuated by June to the point where like she does her hair like June. Uh, they go to the same auditions. Uh, she wears the same clothes as June. And all this culminates with her drugging June and trying to have sex with her and then turning into a cat monster to uh, eat her. Oh, God. So it's just single white devil man lady. Yes. That's a single white female reference. It's a movie about pretty much what you just described. Exactly. <laughs> the remake is hilarious. Oh, man. Unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. Cool. I mean, so far, it seems like... Uh, it is a decent show. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm up to episode 15 and it really doesn't feel like it is coalescing into like a, a larger narrative yet, which I think is weird considering it's only 25 episodes. You would think by now they were starting to like thread some stuff together. And at most what they're doing is uh, you have a reporter who's like starting to figure out that there's more going on. It's this it's not just like, you know, wild animals that are uh, attacking people at night, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. And whenever he, he gets a little too close to something, that's when, like, uh, dudes in suits will show up and beat the shit out of him. Oh, my God. But yeah. So, yeah, like, this Devilman Lady, I'd say it's decent. I'd say if you're looking for something that is more of, like, a... Uh, you know, pure straight from the faucet. Like this is what go Nagai is about. Kekko Khan. Uh, <laughs> yes. I would say there's the original devil man, lady manga. You could, you could check out like, uh, like I said, Mazinger Z, uh, Shin Mazinger Z. You could check out devil man, cry baby. I've heard that that's really good. And I still haven't seen it. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. But yeah. Well, I have been thinking of watching this for a long time. I think it's uh the Wikipedia says it's streaming on Midnight Pulp. I don't know if that's still true. So, where I've been watching it, I've been watching it on on Amazon through oh, okay. uh Freevee. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. is. Uh, Freebie is one of those, it's one of those like miscellaneous sort of like a streaming things where it's like, Hey, we just have stuff on here. So they're still doing their channels or whatever. Yeah. You know how you'll go on like, I don't know, like Tubi or something. And you'll find out that that has like all of, I don't know, Shin get a robo. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. All right. Well, I guess that's a. Uh, sounds like it's not terrible, but maybe not, not full yeah. full Gona guy. Yeah. But if you're looking for if you're looking for something that yeah like has the real Gona guy spirit, like this isn't what you're looking for. But if you want like a like an interesting little uh, horror show, then yeah, this is for you. All right. So as I said before, I've been very distracted. Uh, this last week of not working and i think it's because i've just put off so many of these projects you know for close to a year uh, i've been working full time uh you know doing 10 12 hour days for several several months in a row and so one of the things that has been bothering me for a long time 
is my manga collection and how I display it. Uh, so I quit drinking about a year ago, uh, just under a month uh, being a year, or I should say 11 mm. months in a few days, sorry. And That's a lot less confusing, thank yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I've been doing now that I've all of this extra spending money is I've been building a manga collection uh, because I drank a lot. And even though I've bought close to 300 volumes of manga, I'm still coming out on top in the end compared to how much I was drinking. Uh, but with having that much manga, you need to find a way to put it up in your room or apartment. And that was becoming a challenge because uh, the shelf I had was quickly filling up. I was starting to put the Blu-rays in storage because uh, there were just too many books. And so I spent a long time researching shelves and I could not find anything that I liked. And then I found one at Ikea called the Hemnides or Hemnes or something. And I thought it was pretty cool, but it was not in stock. So I joined a like a mailing list that would tell me when it was in stock six months ago. And it's still not in stock. Uh, and I, I got impatient and started doing some measurements and realized that this goddamn shelf wasn't going to fit in my apartment anyway. So I started to look at other options. And if you've ever gone on Reddit and looked up manga shelf recommendations, you will overwhelmingly be recommended the Billy Bookshelf from Ikea, also an Ikea shelf, much, much cheaper, uh, half the price as the other shelf I was looking at, which was $200. Uh, the Billy, depending on the color, they charge you more per color, which is annoying. Uh, the white one, I believe, is 80 It's either $70 or $80 uh, for the 79-inch one, and the black one is either 90 or 100 uh, so I got two of the black ones and then one of the narrow uh, black ones. Uh, so I part of why I never got these shelves, despite them being highly recommended, is I thought they were ugly and I thought they were too deep. And so I did some more measurements and realized that they were not as bad as I thought. And I decided that because I didn't like how they looked visually, I was going to modify them. And I stumbled upon a like pretty uh, well, uh, how do you word this? Vibrant. There's a vibrant Ikea modding community. <laughs> uh, it's wild. There's a whole Reddit, uh, subreddit called like Ikea Hacks and it's people doing essentially what I did. And so really? what I did is I, in like a fever dream, I woke up one morning and it was like, I'm going to cover the back of the shelf in manga pages. This was a very impulsive thing. I woke up, I went to Ikea, I bought the shelves, and I bought a bunch of manga to chop up that day. Uh, and so I did this technique called decoupage. And not to be confused with the hit anime, uh, Decadence, which can, which can be found on Neon. Uh, it's, it's decoupage. Decoupage, sorry. Uh, so uh, this, it's essentially just like gluing stuff. Uh, and the stuff that I used is called Mod Podge, and it also acts as a sealer. Uh, it's very easy to do. It's very messy. And I learned a lot as I was going, but it was uh, it turned out really well. So I bought way too many manga. Uh, I bought a bunch of used manga. I bought uh, primarily like recognizable titles because I wanted stuff that people would recognize if they came over. Uh, but I also didn't want to destroy 
you know, like cool, hard to find stuff. Like I wasn't going to cover right. this in like Kazuo Koike or like uh, Shuzo Oshimi. You weren't going to use like the fifth volume of the Scribe manga? No. And so I got like Bleach and Naruto and One Punch Man. Uh, there's oh. some Case Closed. Uh, there's some Dragon Ball Z. Uh, what else? I have Assassination Classroom on there. I got, uh, the only new manga I got was Chainsaw Man because I could not find it used because uh, people are holding on to those. And I still haven't put the specific panel I bought it for on there. I got uh, the second volume because I wanted the panel of power grabbing her tit on the toilet. Uh, and so <laughs> uh, and the reason I saved that for last is because I wanted to finish this, set up the shelves, figure out how everything sits, and then find a spot where it would be visible. Uh, and so I did the entire back. I originally thought I could do this in a week or in like a couple hours or whatever. And it actually took a week is what I mean to say. Uh, it's such a long, arduous process. Chopping up manga is a lot harder than you'd think. I had to go back to the craft store like three times because uh, I just didn't have the proper tools to do it. Originally, I tried to do it with a box cutter and a small ruler and that did not work. So I went back and got a bigger ruler and like a bigger cutting board and my God, uh, I had to do a lot of modifications as I was going. Uh, and so if you look closely at each of the shelves, you can tell which order I did them in. Uh, but the last one I think turned out the nicest. That's when I started to use a, I guess the equivalent of a putty knife. Cause one of the problems I had with the first two was that the manga pages were kind of bubbling up. Hmm, interesting. And so with the, as I was going, I was learning more about like, well, I should flatten this out with a putty knife, kind of hold it there, let it settle, then put the next page on. I think I was using too much Mod Podge. Uh, and I think so that was like saturating the pages too much and causing them to bubble up. But also because it's used manga, they weren't perfectly flat. You know, some of them were like warped just from being red or, you know, sitting in maybe a moist household. Uh, what are, what's another modification that I did? Uh, so one of my initial complaints with the Billy bookcase is that the manga sits too deep because they're pretty, you know, it's like maybe a foot deep. And so I went to Home Depot and got some, I think they're inch and a half or two inch boards so I could make uh, backspacers. And so now the books sit a little closer to the edge. Uh, but not like obnoxiously close. And it also, it adds some depth with the back end, uh, you know, that I spent all the time putting pages on. And I think it ends up making it look a little cooler because uh, it shows a little depth. Uh, but also it opens up the opportunity for me to put uh, like some backlighting if I want to. I don't know if I'm going to, that's really expensive. And the trade-off or like the return on investment is kind of low because like 99% of the time, the only people looking at this is me and my partner and I don't necessarily need them lit up. <laughs> It'd be cool for a picture to put on Reddit, but I don't know. It's, I'm still thinking about that. Mm. Um, the other reason that I got uh, so many shelves is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time is divide up by like notable authors uh, but also divide, like, you know, so I have 
like one of the shelves is all like notable titles. So I have almost, I think I might have everything uh, released by Inio Asano uh, in English. And then I have a bunch of, I forget their name, uh, the Zom 100 uh, author. I have two of their titles. You know, I have Rose of Versailles. I have a bunch of Kazuo Koike. I have uh, all of what's currently been released of Gigant. Uh, and I wanted to make like record store dividers. Uh, just to show like, you know, like uh, if somebody comes over and wants to read something, they could be like, oh, cool. I see that you have all of this. And so the way that I did that is I bought these plastic. They're like maybe eight inches by four inches. And I covered those in manga pages and then put uh, labels on those as well. And it turned out pretty nicely. Um, One of the things that I learned over time uh, was that it really helps to do a uh, like a high grit sand on these after it's dried uh, because it can be kind of sticky. Just it's glue, and if you do a light sanding, that smooths it out and it makes it less sticky. Uh, what else did I do with the shelf? That's kind of most of it. This has been like the last week of my life, and it's why I haven't been watching a ton. Um, it's been incredible seeing the pictures you've been posting on yeah, uh, Twitter, real. honestly. Yeah, yeah seriously. I mean, like, the whole thing looks dope uh, all put together. The The Pandora's box that I've opened up is the mini shelf that I put in the middle I bought so I could start collecting figures. Mm. And I'm not going to go nuts because a lot of these figures are, like, two or $300. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Like, as cool as I think the power grabbing the titty figure is, it's, like, 250 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> and I just, I don't need that. If if they make a cheaper one, I might get it. But like, I, I got a REM figure. It was only 30 bucks. Like that's... Okay, so so no $8,000 life-size REM? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, so the other big thing with... Uh, so now that I've just, I've bought too much manga that I can't keep track of it in my head. And so I got this app on the iPhone... That's been really helpful, and I believe it's just called Bookshelf. Um, yes, it's just called Bookshelf. And so uh, this is just a collection archive. And the reason why I like this one is because it's totally free without any limitations, at least none that I've reached yet. Because uh, I've tried apps like this before with Blu-ray, and they're like, well, you can only scan 10 of your titles, and then it's $5 a month. Whereas this thing what? Is, it's bullshit like That's that. insane. This yeah. has allowed me to scan my entire collection, and it has a batch scan option. You just scan the barcode on your book. And I would say, with the exception of maybe two books, it's been able to find everything. Uh, there's, mm. there's a couple like older, like I have a few CPM manga uh, books that like didn't get recognized, but pretty much every modern release it recognizes. And so now when I go to the bookstore, I'm like, oh, uh, I can't remember if I have this volume. I can just search the app and it has everything. The only downside is that it seems to all be cloud-based. And so uh, I ran into this issue at Anime NYC. (laughs) The service in that building is almost non-existent. And so I was not able to look up uh, what volumes I had in that situation, which is not helpful uh, but most of the time, like if I'm at Barnes and Noble or Kinokuni or whatever, um, 
you know, internet works just fine. And so I'm able to see like, oh, I do already have volume eight of this manga, so I don't need to buy it again. And I'm looking at it yeah. now and I seem to have forgotten to scan a few things. But uh, I use an app like that for my movies and TV shows. Uh, I've long since passed the point where I can remember what I own without it. I, um, but nicely, it mine allows me to add titles if it's not there, which is really nice. Like you can um, submit, and then they will uh, they will add it with usually pretty quickly within a day. Yeah, this also gives you that ability. The only thing that I really don't like about this app is that because it's all user submitted, the formatting of things can change from book to book and it lets you edit them if you run into that problem. But you know, it'll be like, I'll just make one up. I'm looking at ZOM 100. So one might be called like ZOM 100 bucket list of the dead comma volume six, but then it might be ZOM 100 bucket list of the dead comma vol period seven, you know, it's yeah. so that mm. kind of stuff is a little annoying. And the reason why that bothers me outside of just OCD is that if you're trying to sort them like ascending order or whatever to make it easier to look at because the formatting's not consistent, sometimes they don't sort properly. Yeah, that sucks. But if you're just looking like, do I have this volume? If you just type the title of the manga, you know, they're going to show up whether they're, you know, consistently uh, put in there or not. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Oh, it, it also lets you track what you're reading. Uh, and so like, I just finished reading touring, uh, after the apocalypse yesterday. And so I could go in, I could search that title and say, yes, I did read that. And so then you know, just like, I guess the, the first world privilege of having too much manga that you can't tell what you're reading, I'm now able to, uh, keep track of that more easily so and you can also like uh there's a bunch of different tags you can put in here you can rate them if you want um yeah it's pretty cool uh i think that's most of what my last week has been uh anime and manga wise it's it's mostly been like back-end administrative stuff but uh this is something that i've been meaning to do for a very long time and i'm uh pretty happy with how it turned out i haven't finished the dividers yet uh, but i made one kind of proof of concept that i'm pretty happy with and i guess if you're following me on twitter you can find all of the uh, progress pictures and just just one question jp yeah i have to repeat my twitter joke but are you gonna start watching do i diy girls now <laughs> I have been meaning to. I think that looks good, and I heard it was just good. saying. It sounds uh, like it's pretty interesting to you right now. Maybe yeah. you can find some cosplay opportunities. Oh my god! I have so many tools and like buckets <laughs> of glue now. It's uh, it's quite the time. But yeah, if you're uh, looking for ways to uh, show off your collection, even if you're not going to you know cover your thing in manga pages, uh, the IKEA hacks. Uh, Reddit is very helpful. There's a lot of really cool mm -hmm. stuff you can do. Uh, if you were going to buy these bookshelves and you want to paint them, you should get the white ones because they're cheaper and they're smooth. Uh, the black-brown ones are more expensive and they have a texture on them. So I wanted this one. Uh, in retrospect, I may have gotten the white ones and painted them black and saved some money. 
but you know, it is what it is. Mm. But yeah, that is uh, that's what I've spent my week doing. So uh, right. what uh, what do you what do you know about Shinkai, Kyle? Shinkai? Yeah, I don't Shin-Kyle. know. I, is it true I think Kyle I was just uh, new Kyle. <laughs> I think after seeing all this news about the new Shinkai film and just dreading it, I've kind of been like, all right, like one, I haven't seen. I feel like I've missed a lot of his films. So I've seen his first one, the one that he, um, you know, the student project that got him on the map. What oh, is that? She and her cat. No, uh, mm. not that one. The one that got the the one that like made him a like a name. Oh like it was like a God. what was it? A Voices of a oh. Distant Star. I yeah, almost, that's a, that's Voices of a Distant Star. I almost said Affections Touching Across Time. That's the first Inuyasha movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did the first Inuyasha movie. <laughs> to be fair though, himself. that does sound like Shinkai. It does that's sound like about. a Shinkai title. Uh, it does. He worked on F a Tale of Memory, I think. <laughs> Maybe the game, not the anime. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I've seen that, but I haven't seen a lot of his middle stuff. Um, you know, I haven't seen Children Who Chase Last Voices. I have it. Haven't seen it yet. I haven't, I think once. So, all right, so to preface this, I watched The Place Promise in Our Early Days, which I kind of sort of saw once. Uh, so apparently, I only remember this after finishing the movie and going, I don't remember half of that movie. So I apparently saw it when I was sick. Uh, okay. And the whole thing was a crazy fever dream. Nice. Uh, so when I finally started watching, I'm like, whoa, this is like a movie. Mm. Like, I remember, like, I in my memory, I remember it being like five hours long and just like, but no, it turns out that was just my experience of being sick. Uh, that's not the movie. So going in, it was basically like watching it for the first time. And it's so funny because the first half, have you guys seen it? I have yeah. not. All right. So the first half, I feel like is a really like, it's like quote unquote standard Shinkai and it's pretty good. And there's some nice like background details. Other than the back half of this movie is so fucking weird because. All right. So just let me just explain this story, right? Uh, the first half, it's about this group of like, there's like two boys and they're working on some secret project. And it turns out that they found uh, like a crashed plane, like a military drone plane and they've secretly been repairing it because they're kind of like geniuses. They're in middle school and they're literally building their own airplane based around that mm. crash plane model, right? And they're going to fly it. And that's their whole deal. But then they meet this girl and, you know, they both have a crush on this one girl. And, you know, they kind of, against their better judgment, uh, end up getting like promising some things and like they end up making a lot of commitments as a group. And then it they disappears. They promise they're going to take her blah. to a place in their early days. Yes, exactly. They they there's a promise. They want to go to this place, and it turns out that it's a weird alternate history land, which just tells you that like it's so funny. This is an early 2000s show, and already they have like the hopelessness of the multiverse. <laughs> that our current media landscape is completely like absorbed in, uh, and that's what this is all about. Which is so funny, again, that, of course, Shinkai would be the one to first grasp that, right? He's the one all about, like, oh, you know, inescapable distances. Like, even if you live next to your uh, neighbor, then that's probably, like, too far for you. You you <laughs> might as well live on distant sides of the planet, right? Hey, I uh, mean, Death Cab so for Cutie was doing this. That's what <laughs> New Year's about. 
So yeah, it's like early 2000s and that's what this story is about. But it turned out that this in this alternate universe that the the Soviet Union was able to get like part of Japan, like Hokkaido, I think Hokkaido, maybe? Like the northern, the northernmost island of Japan, they own that. And now there's like a weird north-south separation. And then on this island, on Hokkaido, they built this giant tower that literally looks like it goes like a space elevator tall. Just like a, like every scene that this tower is in, you cannot see the top. You only see the top at the end of the movie when they're... Um, but, you know, outside of that, it's just like this absolutely big honking tower. It turns out like all of the movie is about this tower. <laughs> Like literally the entire movie, like at every sign, every every shot where it's a medium shot or establishing shot, like you'll see it like through the clouds. And it turns out that the government of, you know, of all the world is like, what the fuck is this tower doing? We have no clue. Let us see it. And the Soviet Union's like, no, you can't see the tower. And war's going to break out over this tower. And the boys are all, they only want to take their plane and fly it to the tower. And the girl's having some weird F- effing dreams about the tower. Wasn't that like a part of like Gundam behind the scenes? Like everybody was arguing about a space elevator. Yeah, I think that's one of the, I think that's Gundam 00. That's about Yeah, the that's space Gundam elevator. 00. Like, but this isn't a space, this isn't a space elevator. It's just a tower. Yeah. It's just a, like a humongous tower. And that like literally the entire movie is going to be about, well, anyways, <laughs> they make these promises, jump forward to them in high school. And it turns out that the girl disappeared. And when she did, all those promises fell apart. And the one boy who's in high school, it turns out he's a, like, they're both prodigies, the boys. So he's now working for the NSA on like secret Evangelion type projects about the tower. <laughs> um, and the other boy, he's going to a high school in Tokyo because they used to live like, I guess, pretty close to Hokkaido up in the north. Mm. But he's completely like the fact that he lost that connection with the girl when he did. Uh, he is completely just his entire life has stopped and he's sitting there like, Oh yeah, I have friends at school and there's a girl who likes me. But when I go to my apartment and I'm all by myself, I literally curl up in a corner and I'm all by myself. And you literally think about the promises from my early days. And he, at one point he goes, this is what I do. I feel so lonely that I go to the train station and I pretend like I'm waiting to to meet someone. (laughs) And then I walk home to my apartment as slowly as possible. Oh my God. (laughs) He's like the ultimate sad boy. And he and the and then we find out that the girl, it turns out that she was having weird prophetic dreams because spoiler alert, her grandfather built the tower, and the tower is connecting. It's like the Dark Tower, I think, from Steve, um, Stephen King, where it's like it's like tower connecting all the multiverses, and she's stuck in one, but also she's prevent her being asleep is keeping the tower from transforming our world into an alternate world. Mm. It's like, what the fuck? God, somebody um, needs to give Makoto Shinkai a guitar. He'd make the greatest emo band in the world. It's just like, <laughs> it's just so much. What it's so, The reason why I'm like going into all this detail, though, is what makes me so frustrated is that this movie, the individual scenes are actually really good. I like a lot of the, uh, you know, the even when they're kind of reaching and it's, you know, kind of like, but it, it feels emotionally truthful and resonant. And you go, yes, I understand this is a nice scene. 
And then he'll just like, and then, but the problem is, is all of this alternate history, like techno stuff is a complete, like evolutionary dead end. And it just stops the movie in its tracks every single time it appears because none of it matters. I mean, didn't he make this by himself? No, no, that was, that was Voices of a Distant Star. This was his first movie with a budget. Like he had an animation team. He was directing. This was him, like, again, like, not directly by himself, but it's just so funny that, like, you can see a Shinkai movie in there, but in the end, like, he's just like, I feel like the money went to his head. And he was like, I got a team. It has to be bigger. I got to make it bigger. When did this come out? And I want to say 2003, 2004. Let me double check. I mean, in the context of then, that's not terrible. Like, what else were we doing then? Devil Man Lady, Inu Yasha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's 2004. Uh, Blue Gender. uh, It's just so funny, too. It's like, it very much feels like a sophomore effort. Uh, He really tries to force a lot of stuff. Like, there's this horrible thing where the girl plays violin and they randomly ask her to play a song. Uh, And happens in Yashahime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it's a thing, but like we see all of them doing their activities. Like one of them's an ice skater, one of them is doing archery, and then the girl does violin, and she just like plays this piece that's like very like, uh, like all the boys are like, oh my god, they're so cut up in her violin playing, and that's they're it. very then... well rounded children. They're not just like into one thing. You yeah, know? they have interests. Exactly. Yeah. And they each think they're totally normal while they're literally like kind of sort of changing the world as, as middle school, high schoolers. Um, it's just such a weird film. I, honestly, it feels like he like also he's stuck on like multiple protagonists. So it turns out that they're mentors because the kids work again. They're in middle school. They work part time at like a machine shop that is doing work for the American military building bombs. And they're like literally helping to build bombs and stuff. Cause you know, that's what we let all of our middle school kids do. Uh, I mean, yeah. You remember bomb building class. You remember munitions club. Like these motherfuckers. Man, like I knew the, U- the U S military was, was, uh, was shitty, you know, but I didn't know that they were literally drafting uh, foreign middle school kids. I can just imagine for the war effort. When am I going to need to know how to make a bomb in real life? Why don't you teach me how to balance a checkbook? That's a math joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And every shitty high schooler ever. Right. I love that no matter how crazy the world in an anime is, they always have time to go to anime high school. Like, all I can think about is like Apocalypse Zero and Evangelion, and like half of those things are about going to anime high school. Yeah, but yeah, see that the last thing though is like the stakes because it ends up being that this tower is going to cause world war and like it's going to not only that it not only is it the cause of like a impending world war three, but it's also like going to end the world literally in an apocalyptic sense, and it's all related to the girl. Because she's dreaming and the boys want to wake her up. But then they also, there's like a weird side plot about one of their mentors being like a revolutionary terrorist who wants to blow up the tower. Is this like a Tower of Babel reference? And he thinks that blowing up the tower 
is going to end the war and reunite Japan. N- no one, no one says why that they believe this. It's 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 very well established that they think this is going to be. But again, all the dialogue is just like, "Yep, World War Three is about to happen." Sure, sucks that the world's about to end. Takes a drag of your cigarette. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, all I can say is. For people, I, I, it's just—it's so weird that Shinkai's career, the way that it's gone, because after this, he did Five Centimeters, which I'm probably going to be watching next, and then he did Children Who Chase Lost Voices. He's just had such a weird up and down career. I feel like, you know, he's like every—it's like literally he does one film I like, and he does one film that is just like complete head shake. <laughs> I've only seen Weathering with you, and I'm to understand that it's not good, but I liked it because I didn't have any context. Man, I don't know about these people who say Weathering with you isn't good. They need to go out in the rain. I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen, but I thought it was pretty and I enjoyed my time watching it. Now, if I spent five years anticipating the next Shinkai film, maybe it wouldn't have been as good, but I just got it on a whim because it was a 4K movie well it sounds like it's only uphill I, i've not heard anything good about it. i'm 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 gonna keep going with these shinkai movies i do want to cover at least most of them uh, before i see the, the before the new one comes out yeah the one about so. fucking a chair god the <laughs> fact that it's about the chair has me <laughs> deep breath it's about a it's about a hot guy who turns into a chair yeah. classic yeah um, so we have gone a little bit over, but not terribly over. According to this uh, new timer I'm using, we're not even a minute over. So mm. if you want, we could actually talk about Dan to Dan quick. I only have like five minutes Whoa. worth of conversation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Are you, I mean, cause I've only read like 90% of the first volume. Have you read past that? Uh, I read the first volume and then a bit after that. So this is, this is a newer mangaka, isn't it? Is this their first Shonen Jump? I, I'm pretty sure it's their first, like, like big title. It's definitely their first title. That's like come to the States. It's Yukinobu Tatsu. Mm -hmm. And so this story is about these two, like unlikely friends in high school I thought you were going to say unlikable. I mean, also that. (laughs) Because wasn't it? It's like, it's been a few weeks since I've read this. We've been teasing Dan to Dan for a while. It's like one of the more popular girls and one of the like more unpopular boys become friends because they don't know who to hang out with. And they have like a bet that spaceships don't exist uh, and spirits don't exist. It's like my dress is darling. The girl believes in like a spirits because her grandmother is a medium, and the boy believes in like UFOs because he's a big geek ass motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and so they both they have like a bet that they can prove that each other's thing exists, and so what she like goes to. Like she an abandoned like, building, I think, and he yeah, goes into a cave uh, or a tunnel. She goes to an abandoned building that's known for like uh, having, you know, like UFO sightings, and he goes to a tunnel where there's like 
apparently a yokai called the Turbo Granny that lives down there. Yeah, and uh, this is what I was not expecting. Uh, she'll bite your dick off. Yep. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm reading this on the train thinking like, this is a Shonen Jump manga. It's probably safe to read on the train. I didn't see the <clears throat> explicit content warning in the bottom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it that is, is a pretty small explicit content warning. I can't lie. Yeah. Uh, did this run in Shonen Jump or was this a Shonen Jump Plus? Like it runs in Shonen Jump Plus. I think like they're, they're like digital only thing. That makes a little bit <clears throat> more sense. Cause yeah, the first chapter is all about this dude getting his dick sucked so hard that it gets <laughs> ripped off. Yeah. And then he gets his dick sucked by a ghost. They, uh, Try to the aliens trying to rape the lady character. I guess yeah. I guess the grandma would also that biting someone's dick off would also count as sexual assault. <laughs> um, I mean it would. I just realized that I'm like double standarding uh, this. But yeah, both of them get like sexually yeah. assaulted by aliens what about, and <laughs> what spirits. about all the men who have their dicks bit, bitten off by ghosts? Doesn't that count as sexual assault? It uh, what sounds a little misandrist. Uh, I mean, like it's okay. So he ends up becoming a superpowered demon when he gets his dick bit off, which is a weird plot point. Uh, but he can only do it for so much at a time because it's Ultraman, but without a dick. I don't know. <laughs> He gets like possessed by turbo granny. So now he can like sort of use her powers. And, uh, the girl, because she, you know, gets her clothes ripped off by aliens is now a psychic. Well, cause she comes from like a family of spirit mediums. So I guess like this, this tumultuous situation is what like awakens her powers. Yeah. But yeah. at least up to where I've read, it seems that she's only used her powers to, like, be the limiter on the other guy. Right, yeah, so he doesn't, so he doesn't, you know, bite off anyone else's penis uh, and turn fully into Turbo Granny. Something that I did not expect in this manga, and I should have because I've read manga before, <laughs> is so for the first half... They act like uh, the main lady character's grandma is just this old hag. And then halfway through, you find out she's like, you know, a 30-year-old MILF. (laughs) (laughs) Which I should have seen that coming, but I did not. uh, Because they like show you a picture of an old woman when she's talking about her grandma. (laughs) And then when you see the grandma, it's like, oh, her she's titties like, are out. Yeah, she's like G Milf City, way to go. And she's got like a spirit bat. G Milf. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh yeah, and she doesn't did you wear say pants. 30 year old MILF. I did. Well, cause she's like Because she looks, I mean, they don't specify what her age is, but like you wouldn't expect her to be a grandma. I mean, yeah. it might just be a means of endearment. Maybe she's actually not her grandma, but she's super young looking in the manga. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird one. Uh, it's not terrible, but I don't love it. I might read the second volume. I mean, I really love it just cause it is so weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm like drawn in because I'm very interested to see what happens next. Uh, 
I had a spoiler alert, like in chapter 70, they pilot a robot. Oh, wow. You're so you're cause. quite a bit further along. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I just happened to like, uh, check out later on in the story. Cause I'm like, yeah, where does this go to? And yeah, oh, I, okay. I read like the latest chapter, which was 70 at the time. And, and they were in a robot and I'm like, what, how does that happen? Yeah. Cause the first volume, it only goes up to five. Which right. I I have mixed feelings. I really like like the Inuyasha style. Like every chapter's twenty pages long. When I open up a manga and it's like berserk, like this one is two hundred pages. The whole volume is one chapter. Like oh my god, come on guys. But uh, yeah, it's it's okay. I would say read it on the app. Uh, I only bought this because I needed a bag at Anime NYC. And they, <laughs> so uh, when I went to Otakon, I really struggled to find a bag to bring extra stuff home with just cause like, you know, the only place selling bags were like $30 for a bag. I'm like, I have already spent too much on manga. I'm not spending $30 on a bag. Uh, but the Viz booth had a deal where if you spent $20, you got a free tote bag. So I bought this and uh, look back from... God, I forget their their name. Fujimoto, the Chainsaw Man yeah, author. That's Nami Fujimoto. Uh, so I did that. So I got a a bleach bag, and then it ended up turning out that every booth was giving away free bags. So I did not run into the same problem that I ran into at Otakon. Uh, but yeah, I bought this because you said it was good, and uh, it's it's okay. I don't like it as much as you do, but I had a good time with it. I still need to read the last chapter in this volume, but I thought it was funny that the aliens had robot penises. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's funny what they do with them, but I think it's funny that their penises I mean, what are, are you, robot. What else are you going to do with it? I mean, I haven't even read this and I can already tell you if you gotta, if you, you're going to peg something. Yeah. Right? I mean, just get permission first is where I'm going with this. Sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. but then again, aliens are famously not good about that. That is fair. And they talk I mean, every about every story the, about an alien is like, God, I was living, I was in some, you know, cornfield in Iowa. Yeah. And these aliens came. Minding I mean, they my didn't own ask business. Me first. Yeah, I suppose that is pretty much every alien story is like they picked me up and probed me. Yeah. Or maybe they did ask me and I just don't know their language because I did hear like some clicks first. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, what else? Uh, let me see how much we've gone over. Only about nine minutes. Um, the only other thing that I was going to say before we wrapped up is I watched the first two episodes of Quintessential Quintuplets, uh, because my partner bought me a figure. Uh, she went to Kino Cunha in, uh, California or one. I don't know how many there are, but there was a very, very big one in California. And, uh, she found this. It was all in Japanese, so she didn't know what figure she was buying, uh, but she got it because the box had a redhead on it, and she knows me. But apparently it's this, like, very, very shocking to me. It's a random figure. You're supposed to just buy boxes and not know what's in there. <laughs> Which, like, if they were cheap, that'd be one thing, but they're, like, $15? Hmm. Uh, and it ended up being... Uh, I looked up the the box, like the little bit of English that was on it and found out that it was Miku from quintessential quintuplets. I watched the first two episodes and like, it's okay. 
but it's very interesting how popular this show is. Uh, the basic premise is that this really smart loser guy has to tutor five uh, really attractive uh, ladies because they all fail yeah. their exams. And I did not yeah, know that that's all, what the show is about. They're all quintuplets and they're quintessential. Uh, <laughs> they each have their own little archetype. There is like the ditzy one. There's the sundere. Uh, there's the like sleepy naked one. <laughs> <laughs> there's the there's the relatively normal one yeah there's the there's the one that's into like feudal lords oh that's the sundere for me that's the one that's the figure i got is miku oh okay. which you know okay. by chance she got me the figure of the one that i liked the most from the two episodes that i watched now i had preconceived cool. notions wanting to like her but I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, now, here's my question. Uh, how do you feel about the running joke that, like, apparently people can't tell them apart, despite the fact that they all look very different? Yeah, that's... Well, I, that didn't come up that I noticed. I didn't pay full attention. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, that's a funny joke, I guess, to me, but... Maybe it would get annoying over time. Having only watched two episodes, I was more just like, it didn't do anything like that grabbed me. Like mm. I, I thought that their character designs were cute, but not cute enough to watch. What is this like forty episodes in a movie? Is it? Maybe I feel it's twenty six in a movie. Seasons. It might I know be, it's two seasons. I I'm not sure how long those seasons are. It it might be twenty six uh, in a movie. It's a lot. Hmm. Uh, it seems just like the, you know, modern version of Love Hina to me. Ew, gross. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I would, I would just say like, it, it's not that much like Love Hina because I feel like the, our, our protagonist is like a person. That's fair. I yeah, guess it's just like, like a harem show like, to me. Although yeah. none of them like and him. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a at least like a decently interesting harem because like I've what strikes me with like harem shows and what I don't like about them is that their protagonists are more often than not, just like not really a character and the, the catalyst for like characters, like falling in love with them are always like really shallow. It's just like, Oh my God, he opened a door for me. Who would have guessed Whereas with this, I feel like it's all right. There's a situation where like he is forced to get to know these girls and through that, that could like build affection. And I feel like that's how you write a harem story. If you must do such a thing. You well, know? cause a lot of harem stories are just like excuses or just like adaptations of like dating Sims. Right. So ultimately right. like it's about making like the, person who's in love you know like the the focal point is just like they're supposed to like melt away so that way everyone can pick their favorite girl mm -hmm. right right mm -hmm. like like having a protagonist i'm not I, i'm saying that i want that too but if you were like it's no longer a harem show like once the character has a professed interest and like is an actual person then you get <laughs> into like a situation where it's much more of like, oh, right. Well, like the, he's obviously going to end up with X or Y. The, See, I wouldn't say it, it makes it not a harem show. I would say it makes it like a harem show. That's also, you know, good. <laughs> but I feel like the origins of that, 
genre come from manga? Now, I don't know a ton about it, but I know like like Kimagiri Orange Road was a manga and like Love Hina was a manga and Tenchi, I feel like might have been anime first. I feel like Tenchi was like, and, like these I are, feel like Tenchi was mostly about selling laser discs, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. Right, but, but those shows, like, they clearly have the one girl, and the others are, like, very much in the distraction mode. Yeah, hmm. but they're, like, cited as early examples of the genre. I don't, yeah, early, but, like, that's not where the, that's not what we're talking about, like, now. Well, yeah, though, I mean, yeah, we're talking about, like, at. the Moe slice of life, like, air yeah. and canon. And, and I mean, and I mean, like, uh, even quintessential quintuplets, like, the whole thing about that show is, uh, it's basically setting up like, hey, in the future, like this main character marries one of these sisters, and you're not sure who which one is gonna be, but it's like, no, you you very much know which one of these it's gonna be. Well, I don't yet, because I've only watched two episodes. Oh, okay. I think I'm gonna keep watching it, but I'm not gonna like because I need a good like background noise show, and it's all dubbed. And uh I don't know. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And I, I like the figure and I want to at least have more context if I'm going to put this on my shelf. Because <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that wears like the Nirvana shirt and doesn't know any of the albums. Um, you don't want somebody to to pull your nerd cred and be like, oh man, name five quintessential quintuplets episodes. Oh no. Name this is me and uh, the Beatles. I have a John Lennon shirt, and every time I wear it, people are like, nice shirt. You really into the Beatles? And I'm like, oh, shit. Just tell them that you're wearing it because I was named after the Beatles, and it's in honor of your friend. Yeah. Yeah, if you, you look Quint- They're like, name five Beatles albums. It's just me and the, uh, the sweating Jordan Peele meme. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was all right. What's What's funny about that, though, is like, uh, that con like that meme is like I have seen or read enough Naruto and Bleach, but I still don't feel comfortable wearing Naruto or Bleach merch. <laughs> like I got a My Hero I shirt. That's a and separate I, problem. I got a My Hero shirt, and I kind of feel like a poser. But I've watched all of the anime, <laughs> and I shouldn't feel like a poser. But I don't know anything about that show. I just find it to be fun, like noise. <laughs> Noise. But I'm like, well, I'm a couple episodes behind, but I've watched five seasons of this show and still feel like a poser. And like Bleach, I've read and watched enough. I haven't watched all of the, you know, it's like 400 episodes. I haven't watched all of it, but I've done enough where I should be able to wear an Ichigo shirt and not feel like a loser. But anyway, uh, this has been a pretty good episode. Was there anything else either of you wanted to say before I wrap this up? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We got everything we need to get. Yeah, I think so. Our next episode will be uh, our anime Secret Santa uh, choices. I think you, Noel, said you were going to do other ones, maybe. Um, I I did, but I have I have yet to watch any of them. That's fair. I am probably going to do Gunsmith Cats, but if I'm feeling like it, I might do Bloom Into You. Uh, and then... Kyle, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing Big O. Nice. Oh, you had Big O. What? I've. Was it you that was going to do all of yours? No, I was going to do all of yours. That's not happening. Ah, copy that. <laughs> uh, but it should be a good time. But also, it's going to be our last episode of the year. So we could maybe. It might have to be a two parter. Uh, but we could talk about some of our favorite things that came out this year. 
And I know that our next news broom is potentially, I haven't looked at the calendar, potentially the last one of the year. Um, if anything, it's the penultimate episode. And, uh, you know, last year we did a top news stories of the year two-parter, and that was a good time. So look forward to that stuff coming out. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, do all that stuff. And uh, until next time, uh, cheers. Cheers.